welcome back to the Murder at the End of the Podcast. I think that's a good title, right? Murder at the End of the Podcast. I like that one. Uh, my name is Axel. I'm here with Andy, and we have a great guest this week, Gina. Gina's here. We're going to introduce her in a second. We just want to tell you, you can head over to DVR Podcast at dvrpodcast.com. Uh, you can also send us an email at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. We're coming to you a little bit late this week. I was kind of knocked out yesterday, got the uh, got old the double vaccines, and I'm still a little bit slow on the uptake, so I hope that both Andy and Gina will help me. But we're going to be talking about episode four of season one of A Murder at the End of the World, entitled Family Secrets, directed again by Zal, I'm, uh, Bob Manglitch. I got it. There you go. Uh, Andy, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Talk a little bit so I can think. Well, I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to have a, a special guest here today. And I know since we do, we're probably going to run long. I made sure to bring an extra oxygen canister with me so I don't run out of air while we're talking. <laughs> um, I'm, as always, I'm excited to talk. And I am very excited because I always love talking to Gina, too. So, yes, yes it's going to be fun. Yes. All right. Gina. You made it to the pod, the murder at the end of the world. I was very happy to find out that you're watching this show. We've potted many times before. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about you and you have a podcast yourself as well. Yes. So Axel, thanks so much for having me on. Um, I was excited you guys were covering this. It took me a little while to catch up on some of the pods, but um uh, I'm caught up. And yes, I've podcast with you before we did um, House of the Dragon together. And uh, what was the other one impeachment American crime story. Yep, yep. And then I also when it's on do a podcast about the handmaid's tale called resisting Gilead. So um, that whenever resisting whenever the handmaid's tale comes back, I'll start up that pot again to cover the season, and um, we'll also cover the testaments if when uh, that comes to fruition. So, but awesome. yeah, thanks for having me on today. Excited to be here and talk about the show. Yes, that's awesome. Actually, I just got a text from the man himself, Matt Murdock, the originator of Podcast Winterfell. Oh, nice. And I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it, but I'm doing it anyway because I already started talking. We're I, we may be doing a pod when the the there might be a trailer dropping for the second season of House of the Dragon. Oh, that, I believe it. I feel like yeah, I've heard that it's coming. Yeah. yeah, trailer is coming. A trailer mm. is coming. Uh, so we <laughs> might be so doing bad. a pod on that. If we do a pod on that, I'll definitely throw it up on our daily DVR feed as well. Go out and subscribe to that. But um, and you can subscribe to Matt's uh. Look up uh, what's what's Matt's. I, I forget the name of his Game of Thrones podcast. He ch he changed the name of it, but I'll put it in the show notes or something like that. But today we're here to talk about a murder at the end of the world. This is a great episode. I loved all the snow. I loved the adventure. <laughs> they got out of the hotel. I was happy that they got out of the hotel. Just I love looking at the beautiful Icelandic features. Uh, but before we talk about this episode, I did want to thank Nicole for sending us an email. And she says, yes, the choral background music is from the OA. It's the sound of the movements. It stood out to me immediately. Um, 
It's a lot of staccato inhales and exhales accompanied by hissing noises and guttural tones, which I thought was a perfect way of describing it. Um, This was in the OA. It's also in dark. I also verified that. I went and watched a bunch of episodes of dark until the music comes up. So it also is in dark. And I also think that there's another violin music that they've used in a couple episodes of a murder at the end of the world that was more widely used in the OA. And that is actually Zal's brother who is the guitarist for vampire weekend. Oh, I I had no idea. That's interesting. Yeah. And he did all the music for the OA. So I think that they are using uh, some of that music as well in this. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, I also feel like this music that's the kind of staccato gasps, whatever, is if it's not the same, it's something very similar that's used in Yellow Jackets as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. It may be. I yeah, I agree. Too. Oh. I don't think it's exactly the same, but it's very similar. It, if it, it, it might, it might be like the same uh, composer, perhaps. It's yeah. not the exact same music, but uh-huh. it's it's very similar. Yeah. It's also yeah. a lot like the music from uh, Midsummer. If you've seen that movie, oh, oh yes. yeah, with, that um, it yep. it invokes a sort of like folkish. You know what I mean? It sounds like a bunch of people around a fire going, oh, 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 Mm -hmm. like that. Like it sounds more like, I don't know how to describe. It's just sounds more woodsy. And maybe that's because I I think I first really, it sucked me in on dark. So, and if, again, if anyone has, you've seen dark, right, Gina? Yes. Okay. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen dark, you got to go see, you got to watch it. You're a fan, right, Gina? Or I'm a fan of the first fan? season. Honestly, oh. I think it devolved incredibly <gasps> oh. over the course of the third season. And I was just like, by the time it was ending, I'm like, thank God this is not, this is over. Because <laughs> I just thought it just like, it just continued to get worse and worse and worse. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, Gina. The first, I love I love the first season. I really did. And so I think that's why I was just like, it just became increasingly more disappointing as I continued to watch. (laughs) Sorry. I know you guys love it. No, that's okay. No, because I I was talking about this with someone else. I don't remember that there, there is a rough patch in the third season, you know, when they're in a specific place at a specific time and it does seem like they're just kind of hanging out. And I think that there were certain other elements that dragged down other storyline, but I still absolutely, yeah, I still, I still, I'm actually, I'm actually in between the two of you, Gina, because I, I I really liked it a lot, but I don't love it as much as Axel. And I know Brett is a huge fan of it too. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I, the third season didn't quite gel for me as much as it did either, but I still really, really liked it a lot. Well, that's just because Brett and I are time travel fucking freaks. You know that if you involve time travel (laughs) in it. Exactly. It's just, that's just how it is with, me. I, I'm, I'm, it's true. If you have time travel in something, I'm automatically going to like, as the, as the kids used to say, stand for it, you know, I'm going to be like, yay. Oh, by the way, he left vampire weekend, but he was a multi Rostam Batmanja. 
I, I can't. Oh. I still can't pronounce the name right. But he was the uh, original multi instrumentalist in Vampire Weekend. He started the band with uh, the other dude. I don't know much about that band. That's a little bit after my time. I, I think I, I remember seeing them on Saturday Night Live one time, but I can't even okay. remember what they sounded like. So okay. <laughs> hey, so Nicole, thank you, or Nikki. Thank you very much for writing in. We appreciate that. And other people can write in too at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. We also got some emails from Andrea or Andrea. I don't know how you, how would you pronounce that, Andy? I would say Andrea probably, but okay. it could go either. I've, I mean, I've heard it pronounced both ways. So Gina. It, it can be said both ways. Okay. I, I know people that spell it the same and pronounce it differently all right just that we got we, uh, we all agree um one and and she says something very interesting which is a little bit about time travel and i want to bring it up as we introduce this episode and get into it which is again we have a prolonged flashback um and th- especially in this one I really started to get the feeling, and this is what Andrea said, one part of Darby's life might just be informing the other. Like the time periods are somehow in a lost-like manner, got to mention lost, are sort of in like she's learning about what's happening in both time periods through her experience that it's like shifting over does anyone feel that as well in the show or is it just i'm really high when well that I'm was watching that it? was one of the first things and the first episode i think i even i think i asked the question and we don't think we really had an answer to it was how are, are they actually tied together somehow or are they are they feeding off of each other or are they just separate stories or are they repeating themselves and i think any of those things could be the true i'm not really sure what it is yet gina yeah, I mean, I think the flashbacks we're seeing are supposedly what she's written about in the book that she wrote. Um, you know, she started with the reading at the end. Um, and it it does seem like we're not only going backwards in the book, but jumping around a lot. Um, so I don't think the order of what we're getting things in is too significant. Um other than maybe it is informing some of the stuff that's happening now in this at this retreat. But um, I just always thought most of the flashbacks are, are things she wrote about in the book. Mm. Yeah, I no, I agree with that. I just kind of, I don't know. It's like in the same way, because there's the two investigations happening, and I don't know if I quite understand or have those direct links but I do, I still feel like that's the road that we're headed down, almost as if something that she's going to remember something that happened in the past, and that is going to open her mind to discovering what is actually happening at this hotel at the end of the world with these super rich people. You know what I mean? That that's what's going to kind of be the key that unlocks it all is actually something she learned way back that that's kind of the reason why we're making this journey in the past to reveal something that is really only important in the future. 
I'm kind of assuming something like that is going to yeah. happen because I mean, why else would they be telling that? There's some yeah. there's some kind of connection to them. I just don't I don't think it's a literal connection, but I think it will be something like that where you're right. She'll realize something that happened in the past is the same, or or it, it won't be. It'll be the opposite or whatever. Some kind of connection I think will happen. Yeah. Well, and we have to remember that she met Bill in a community of hackers that like to solve mis- murder mysteries online. It's completely possible that she's interacted with any of these people at this retreat before and not known it. Whoa, I like that, Gina. Definitely. Had not thought of that. Oh, that and that does. That's interesting because it it makes me think of when um what's her name her um who she's in the car with? John. John. John how Sean says, you know, I'm not a hacker. And then she hacks the fucking car. Yeah. Right. And then it made me think now, now that you said that, that immediately jumps into my mind is that, has she been in contact with her in the past? I mean, they were, she was like the, the, I don't know, like the co-star of this episode in many ways. Right. Like she was the other featured player besides bill. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that makes sense as well. Very interesting. I like that. Hmm. Hey, Gina, have you been, we've been talking a lot about how much of what we're seeing is real. Could it be um, <laughs> VR, blah, blah, blah. We've had some fanciful theories in the first couple episodes. And now that we have. <laughs> you another, can call them crazy. Yes, <laughs> yes, you could. And now that we have another person here, I think it's a good time to kind of put the leash in and pull us back into reality. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'm going to be pulling you back into reality, but I do have some thoughts about um, (laughs) if this whole thing is real. I'm also going to throw out a theory that we know Lee was doxxed. And we know she had been seeing Andy off and on during the time she was doxxed. And I think he's the one responsible for doxing her. And the reason I say this is because it was a way for her to be so vulnerable that she would have no choice but to perhaps be with him full time for protection. Oh, mm. I like that idea. Interesting. And if, and- if zoomer is the kid of bill, right. Um, <laughs> with We're the just going to throw this out here like this. We don't get to go over the whole horrible at you, at you, at you. Uh, no, no. We're not gonna, we'll skip. I, I, I was not a huge fan of that either. And you know, oh. do you, do either of you have this? I do actually. Okay, I do too. Not all, not all the time, but if it's like if it's completely sunny outside, I didn't yeah. actually know this was a thing until I, yeah. they're talking about it on the show, and I'm like, holy shit, this is what happens yep. when like if I'm in my dark basement watching a movie and I run outside and it's sun shining, I, I will start sneezing uncontrollably. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think I have it, but when I feel a sneeze coming on and I really need to get it out, I will look at a bright light and yes. it helps sneeze. Yeah, I... and, and actually, the other time I get it a lot is. 
in the wintertime here when it's snow everywhere and the sun is shining on the yeah. snow. So I get it from the top yeah. and the bottom and I will start. I, I honestly never knew that was a thing until I'm watching this episode. And it was like a light bulb completely went on off and blew up in my head because I my mind was blown. I didn't I thought we thought it was some weird allergy I had, but. I think it's it's a weird allergy that happens to coincide with bright lights. Yeah, I know. Um, I did, I the particle flies out. into your nose as the light. Yeah, I, shit, I didn't know. It was, uh, that sounds kind of sci-fi. Um, I mean, the kid. Uh, before we go into the kid, oh god, I was going to say something. Before we go into the kid being Bill's, um, I I do think he doctor and there was something she says um at kind of the beginning when they're all sitting around the table at the retreat she says something to she says something to darby like oh maybe you can help get us out of here or something so it almost kind of made me think like this is is, you know maybe he doxed lee to kind of imprison her and gain ownership over her and she's been trying to escape him ever since what she had what she said i have it in the notes here from the beginning because she toasted at the dinner and she said to finding a way out that's it yeah yeah Yeah. finding a way out um yeah anyway i like that um gina that definitely coincides with the enfant terrible um tech tech guys that's a very like a musky thing to do you know right. what I mean? And, like push her into that, needing him. And that actually kind of leads me to my next theory. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this. We both I, know. You know what? Go ahead because I've got a crazy one that I'm going to unleash later on. So please continue. Well, we both know <laughs> that Lee and Andy invited various people to this retreat that Lee got to invite four. Andy invited five. Um, I'm looking because I did write down at one point who I thought were builders and who I thought were like creators, artists. So what if this retreat, I mean, I guess he's done this before, but if they're finding a way out, we know that these two fight about the future, according to Zoomer. What do your parents fight about? They fight about the future. What if this bringing of people to this retreat, it's like a game they are playing against each other for his future or her future and fighting about it. And maybe this really is like an augmented reality game and these people aren't real, but the people Lee has chosen are her players and the people Andy has chosen are his players and they're duking it out in this way in terms of who is going to determine the future of the world. That's my theory. I kind of like it. And you know what, Gina, this is not the first time we've been on a podcast and we think that the whole thing is a game and it's a completely different show. But so I I hate to keep going down that road, but there's a lot of times where I think that that could definitely be something that's going on here. Yeah. And there's just way too many inconsistencies. Every episode, there's too many inconsistencies of things that shouldn't happen or they happen at exactly the right time, just like a video game or well, and they took they took her DNA at the beginning, and which makes me think they took everyone's DNA. Mm-hmm. And so, did they create these really lifelike versions of people in a VR game, which we know Zoomer has his own VR game to play? Um, and 
you know, it's just something that if if we're going to go down all the paths, or it's a really actual sick game they're playing and they are bumping mm-hmm. off each mm-hmm. other's players in yeah. in real life which out in the middle of nowhere where no one will I ever find them yeah. either can be possible i don't know but well, i was kind of thinking about that too i love that idea gina and i love the idea that of like just the way you put it that that's they're each other's play that's their players right mm-hmm. in this game and they can somehow manipulate them or move them around uh like they're they are just pawns of what's going on and it it i don't know when you said that it made me think of the message that he said like one down like maybe on yeah one whose down side was bill on right like we right. we assume he's not on andy's side but right. maybe he was so it's like an interesting like was he clued into what was going on in some way yeah, one um, down still ago. Maybe there's a player yeah. offshore on um on that has to happen, right? That's a staple of all that, of these detective stories is the late arriving person. Yeah. Yep. And that yeah. would even up the five to five versus a yeah, four to five yeah. in terms of mm-hmm. players. Someone's as well. got to arrive late to it. Uh that's interesting. Okay, so instead of Dragging us into reality, Gina has let us out on a, uh, <laughs> yeah. a raft. Found you gave us even more rope. It's rope. perfect. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. interesting. You came in on your zodiac, and now we're now it's go time. Yeah, happy to contribute. Well, yes. because we should say, past any kind of crazy theory, the show definitely is constructing a narrative where Andy is super controlling, Zoomer is Bill's kid right um and he has it out for andy would have it out for bill i think if you if we were to deconstruct it and take away any of the weirdness and just look at it as a straight up like murder mystery i think the main our our, our main culprit here or our, our main um i don't know what whatever what you would call it is uh andy right he does seem to be fairly obvious or someone's trying to set him up to yeah. take the fall. Yeah. But he's, he seems to be at the heart of it. So, uh, and have the power in this situation as we've seen in this episode where he's everybody get downstairs. Okay. As soon mm-hmm. as you get downstairs. All right. We did a check. Everything's okay. <laughs> like, well, you know, the thing with that, that I noticed too, is they they said everything was okay. They like instantly, after they started fighting, yeah. They, uh, right before that, they were like, "We're gonna stay here for a while." And then all the yep. everybody starts fighting amongst each other, and then right after that happens, they it's like, "Okay, let's go back." Something about that just seemed way too. I don't know what what and, and why didn't he go down there too? It's just it's, it's weird. The whole that whole yeah. thing was weird. I thought it was very controlling. It was funny because when the episode started out, my wife said to me, "Oh, they're down there." because of the storm, right? And I said, no, they're down there because that dude Rohan just died. And they wanna, mm-hmm. they're scared, like let's get into a safe place. But then once, once they get down there, what kind of check was was uh, 
that Todd made? And what kind of hit did he and his wife look in all the rooms or his creepy wife who's showing up more? She's a doctor yeah. too. Um, what else does she do? Mm. Why is she there? Right. That we still haven't seen any more. Is somebody sick? Is Zoomer sick? That oxygen tank, right? We've got, well, we've and not why turn to that? If she's a doctor, why did they say that the house EMT did the, did the confirm that Rohan right. died of a heart attack? Wouldn't the doctor be doing that? Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. That's very, um, that's a good the inconsistencies. point. Inconsistencies. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, I like that. That's a good one. There, there's just, I think there's a lot of control things that Andy is doing the same way that he told Darby in the last episode. I know everything you're doing and we must mm-hmm. think that as well. Any communications in the helmets when they're out there, anything he has access to, if they're within his sphere, he has access to, and then he takes away all of their phones and laptops and everything. And Andy, you have it in the notes. I was thinking the same thing. He says, well, you don't need it anyway. The internet's down. So then why the fuck do you need to take it? Yeah, that I, that's, there's just, there's too many things like that where it's just what, or the, the suits, the, the, when Sean is back and she can't get the helmet off, there is a shot clearly early when they go out to leave and that when they're in that little garage area and she pulls that oxygen uh, cartridge out there's three oxygen things there there's a display that says oxygen 100 they couldn't have bit they she couldn't have held her breath for a minute and they ran to get another cartridge to replace it no nope, they're just going to slit a hole in her throat right away I don't, <laughs> well, and, and that seems like a gamey move too right like yeah. maybe his player went rogue and so he's punishing her with a tracheotomy that, that's i i just i don't there was that whole the whole game thing too. I wrote down a I wrote down a little sentence here in my other set of notes here. That's just a video game thing. Just all of these things happen just in this episode. Once right. again, there's information dumps at the right times when a character yeah. just walks into a room or vice versa. Hiding from the cameras that's a video game kind of thing. Hiding in the security or hiding from security in the kitchen. There's a secret autopsy. The snowmobile breaks down. They find a car that's unlocked that they're able to hotwire to get started. They crash a car. There's countdowns. There's emergency surgeries. This is all video game type stuff. Yeah, it's it's all it is. It's it's all tropes. Not only of video games, but of stories, detective stories, films, television. Right, and I think that. Perhaps that's just because we're watching a TV show and we're being too a little bit too meta about it, right? But we're crediting knowing these writers, we're giving them credit in knowing that they know what they're doing. And I, when I see those things, they are signals to me of something, an unreality that's being constructed right. and what's happening. Um, and part of the reason why I'm into it too so much, like Darby in this one says a line, something to the effect of, I think there's something going on here we don't fully understand. I mean, there to me, that's a line to the audience that you guys have no idea what's actually happening yeah. here. And hey, so we, I mean, I, I, yeah. what's up with the robots? I want to see more of those robots. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That, what are they Building digging? the silo that's underground yeah. that makes you wonder if there's a, 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 a secret tunnel that leads from that room they were in um, to that silo. See, you know what it makes me think? I like the way you said that, Gina, about what they're battling for to like save the world or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. they brought that up again. They bring it up in every episode, climate change, the world ending, huge problems must be solved. We don't have that much time, right? Like it seems like we're on... Th- in this 
in this world, they're on the precipice of something because again, this is a different world than ours. There's mm -hmm. people on the moon. There's other things that are happening that we have no idea about within the world of this show. So I think all of that is, uh, is really interesting, but either way you put it, the main suspect, if we believe it's reality or unreality, whatever's happening is still Andy to me. He seems to have all the power. He seems to be at the head of everything. I feel like we're maybe when we get that, we finally find out who was at the top of that. Well, I can't call it a stairwell because they broke the stairs down, but who opens that door? Maybe it's Andy. And that somehow connects this weird reality I think that, that we're in or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that was one of the things when I texted you Axel earlier and said on Bubba's show, like he said, one of my one of my crackpot theories, he said, like with the first two minutes of that, I think that is I think that's going to end up where it's going to be Darby's dad. Is you know, be, I've the, thought about that as well, that it's her the, dad. And I didn't think about it until the conversation she has with Sean and Sean says, my dad committed suicide when he was 13 because he went to the Gulf War and he had to kill all these people. It turned him into a killer when you're exposed to that all day. Well, you're exposed to dead bodies all the day. I mean, mm, nice. It, would that be a lot? And that and and Darby's mom didn't run away. Darby's mom was killed yeah. by Darby's dad. That was the first kill of this killer. I think that that's going to be the big reveal for that oh, storyline. Yeah. The only thing is, if she found that out. Did she, I mean, Bill did have blood all over him after that, as far as we saw in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. And she talked to her dad on the phone before she left on this retreat. So that's why I'm like, well, could it actually be her dad? I think Andy would be also an interesting, um, <clears throat> an interesting killer in this because. Oh, for sure. What if. You know, he pulled Bill aside at some point and said, I want you to go find Lee for me. And he did. And that's and paid him handsomely. And that's why he went and found her. And that's what helped fund all his, you know, crazy art. Like Bill could have been working for Andy oh, in some way. Oh, I love. Oh, that's maybe. Try I don't know. There, there are definitely some weird connections with both Darby's dad, Andy how bill actually ended up finding lee i think um, all, this is this is all amazing my mind is a flutter now <laughs> with ideas of what you both are talking about i think that that's really the idea too if you continue along that line gina could it be possible that Andy's always known that Zoomer was Bill's kid, that Bill was in on it, that it was some sort of agreement. Maybe Andy couldn't have, that's the one thing, right? Like he, mm. he couldn't make a clone or he just was infertile, right? He couldn't yeah. have a kid. So, or he didn't want to have a kid to pass on any potential interesting um, sickness genetic. Or, oh. um, well, not sickness, but the addiction. Since he said both of his parents were addicts. Yes, um, that's, he like oh, okay. This uh, he's trying to this, get two artists together to make a perfect kid. Like I, uh, him. I said, I had a crazy crackpot, ultra crackpot theory, and this is going to be perfectly lead into. This will be the best time to talk about it because it involves all of this stuff. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the, my first part of it was thinking back to Andy mentioning the biological parents line earlier in the, th and the, and then in this episode, 
when Bill says that his mom psychic said he would have a child with someone he only slept with once. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now everyone part, I'm wondering if part of this thing about the, the, the uh, chew and all that seems so obvious to throw us off of what's really happening in the hotel scene. When Darby first sleeps with him, she mentions that same time. She thinks she's nearing the end. So if that's true, it's highly likely that Darby and Bill only slept together once. Yeah. We don't know how Darby and Bill got out of that basement. There's been multiple references to Kill Bill. If you remember in Kill Bill, the bride finds out at the end of volume one that she has a child and that child is alive. Yes. She didn't know because she was in a coma. What if Darby actually got shot in that basement, ended up in a coma? Somehow Bill got the child and gave it to Lee and Andy. That's why the biological line, all that stuff. That's why that's why he got invited. That's why she got invited to see her child. That she doesn't know she had. Jesus, I, I can Andy. I can get with that. There Andy, was a point I where it. I was like, yeah, th- yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm in. Good. I'm, I'm, I was I'm trying to. You know what, Andy? I've been trying to figure out a way that Zoomer could be Darby's kid. Without, but it's like, how can a woman not know? But then you bring the, and of course, it's related to the whole Kill Bill. I think it works. I love it. I, I'm I'm now convinced. Well, because that, that the thing about them getting out of the basement still just that I cannot shake that. Yeah, how in the hell do they get out of there? There's something so, rolled up into that. And you know what? That would actually make sense if Andy was the killer. If Andy was the the shooter that yeah. shot them and. And them in the basement, it, that would fit together with that too, because that would give Bill a reason to say, "Why don't you take this child?" Well, now it leads me down the road that Bill is in on the whole thing. They he yeah. actually reached out to her because of Andy did some algorithm that discovered Darby would be the these two would make the perfect kid, and uh-huh. he like engineered this whole situation. Um, but then it leads me. Okay, we could then roll it in to a little bit what Gina was saying about what this what they're fighting for here, right? And they keep on talking about the end of the world and what they're building and blah blah blah. Are they trying is that thing that they're building out there in Iceland or wherever they happen to be at the end of the world with the robots? Perhaps like they're going to that's zoomer is going to be like the first kid or something. Are they trying to create a new society? Because even when they get the suits, she says, what are these? And and she says, they're climate suits for new earth extremes. Now, I don't know if that means in this new earth extremes, like in this world, we're already past the point like climate change has accelerated. And, he, and she says, Andy had them designed in case of radiation or biochemical poisoning. But it just seems like maybe this is a kind of Willy Wonka thing. And hmm. what the person gets at the end is like they get to own the thing. They get, like, the, they get the keys to the store. Yeah. And the, and the keys to the store is this new world that they're building. And she says that Andy's um, later on, cause I'm looking again. Thank you. TV show transcripts. There was something work. about the, about Sean saying that original projections said by 2050, everything would be uninhabitable, but his timeline is actually much faster than that. So yeah. it would mean that it's coming soon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And she also though, but she also later says that Andy's company is bankrupt. 
Yes. Right. That and, you know, that whole line there too, when she says that right before that, there's something she says that really stuck with me. And she says, I'll tell you this, but you can't repeat it. If we do, if, if we make it out of here alive, <laughs> they think they're going to be killed in that, in that snowstorm. Mm-hmm. I mean that, well, that well, leads two us people, to the, that two people have already well, died. So I suppose, she might I suppose be. <laughs> that's true. Something about that line. And, and also the way that she's driving, Anyone well, that's ever lived on. in a snowy climate, that's insane. You know, I, know. I don't trust was- her. I don't trust her at all. Grandpa James gave us a lot of great feedback on our Facebook page. You can join that daily DVR Facebook group. Um, and one of the things we, I think you chimed in as well, Ando, which was there was an obvious, super, super obvious shot of them <laughs> the crossing the helmets when yeah. they put them down. So, they each other's helmet is behind them so they would then you know but i mean after the crash where the fuck are the helmets going to be but it's it only could lead us to believe that she put on the wrong helmet and that originally that helmet was meant for darby so she would die yeah so i think that that comes across and that would also that also would make sense because do you see how quickly Andy went to, we've got to perform an emergency tracheotomy? Like he wasn't even like, oh, hey, I fucking built this helmet. Here's how you get it off. Well, right. and even even before that, he hooked the first thing he did was hook the computer up to try and do some override hack thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it leads me to believe that that was, yeah, I don't, I got to say one thing before I forget. There was one thing that really nitpicky me got really upset at. At the very beginning when they landed in this place, the over the air they said it was minus seven degrees Celsius, which is about nineteen degrees. Why are not why aren't they wearing hats? Why don't they have hats with them? Anybody that spent any amount of time outside in that kind of weather, you can't spend that long Perry without a said the same thing. hat on. See that one I just you just have to chalk up to TV. I know, now. I know you have to just you have to let it roll. I know. Maybe it but, is a game for sure. Yeah. It's, but they are wearing the helmets at other times. It's not like they always didn't have the helmets. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it it's, was, you got to see their faces a little bit, you know? Yeah, oh, mean? yeah, for sure. Hear the dialogue. So, that was that was but, one of those things. Yeah. I, I had to just call it out because it's, it's annoying. But the, and you know, there was another thing too. This, that whole stuff with Sean there is Sean actually tell i don't know if we can believe anything she says because it seems to me she's fishing for information as opposed to actually telling her like there's one point where um where uh sean says we're not very far away we need to walk and then later on they get in the car and and darby's like should we walk and she says no we shouldn't walk like yeah, Sean she, is contradicting oh, herself within minutes of each other. She's manipulating. She's manipulating yeah. the whole thing. And, and especially with the driving, like you're being yeah. so careful and we're out and here and then you're like drive. And also where the fuck were the security guys? That's it took me a second to recognize that that building that like cone building was actually the thing they pulled up to in the, in the first episode. Yeah. And there were some security guys there too. And it looked yeah. like oddly vacant and just a car sitting. It was just, the whole thing was weird. She seemed to be steering her and it, it felt like it was about the helmets. And then she comes out of the wreck unscathed. And it's like she did um, a stunt woman move or something. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? 
Yeah. Like she knew how to survive. I don't, I mean, I don't know how you would do that, but it just, it, I don't trust her at all. I felt like her and Andy were in on it. I feel like she is definitely Andy's person and any information she told Darby about the company being broke about, about there was, you know, the, oh, the thing ahead. with, if, if they're together though, if Sean and Andy are in on it together and they're what, this is why I questioned the helmet switch thing. Because if the helmet, the helmet, the wrong helmet was supposed to go on Darby, so it would kill Darby. Why did Sean bring Darby back? Dar- she could have just said Darby died in the crash, and she's out there. We can go get her body later because she wouldn't have survived in the cold. But she still drags our Bar- Darby all the way back. I don't something there just doesn't. That's it doesn't make sense to me. That's a interesting point, Andy. That's a very interesting point. Why go? Why go about all of that? It's just theatrical. Is it, it again? Does it play into somehow a test or right or a series of events um, to get a certain uh, evoke something from her or get the info? She was trying to get the information about what Bill's secret was. Again, they have this whole she uh, Darby had, and I do have to question. I, I do have to question Darby too. Because it's not as if she seems to be totally in control of what's going, right? She's in many ways just trying to figure something out by doing anything. And she gets lured (laughs) out of her room by Sean, right? She gets locked into the room and she's there for a moment. And all of a sudden- During a lockdown. Yeah. 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 Sean's walking into the room. And I, I think this, I hate to say it, but I think this goes back to like this being a game, like, you know, make your player clog the toilet so she can break yep. into Bill's room, you know, and mm-hmm. entice player Darby out of her room and score points. And, you know, with kind of the changes in minds, it's like, oh, maybe they lose points or lose certain powers and then it, it changes the course of the game. And one of the reasons I started thinking of this as a game, I don't know why this popped in my head, but you know, the movie big Tom Hanks is a little kid is like trying to always play that video game. And they're like in an ice cave or something. Literally that's what made me think of this game. It's like, Oh, it's like, you know, you've got to like do this and like conquer and find the ice cave. And it, 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 it's tons reason. of little missions that, that happen. Yeah. Right? Little, yeah. little things you have yeah. to quest. You have to complete and over al- and over and over again. There's always little problems like the, uh, what do you call those things? The snow, the, the ski jet thing. What do they ride? The snowmobile. snowmobile? Yeah. Sorry yep. about it. I was trying to, I don't know if there's a different word. Some for people it. call them snow machines as well. Snow machine. snow, snowmobile is the snow, most common there name. There you though. go. I've never ridden on one of those. I'm sure you have, Andy. You've ridden on a snowmobile. Yes, right? they are lots and lots of fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when it breaks down and, and Sean's like, it's a clogged pilot jet. And I was like, what? How do you fucking know that? <laughs> like, you well, just, I d- you know, you know what that annoyed me. I I did look that up because I'm not super uh, super good with engines, but that is a very common carburetor problem, especially with anybody that's ever had a had a uh, snowmobile. Those things okay. do, even okay. when they're brand new, they break down a lot. So that that could be legit, but I'm still thinking it's way more of a video game type of thing too. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting everything that's happening, but I did feel. I guess I hadn't thought about why Sean would drag Darby back like that um, unless she was in somehow in communication with Andy. I just feel like 
they were in cahoots and Andy knew immediately that she had the wrong helmet on because they were trying to take Darby out. It's, and it does, I mean, look, it seems like every episode past the first, well, kind of, it did happen at the end of the first episode. Somebody else is taken out, right? Like it's like a Agatha Christie thing. Mm -hmm. They're one by one. They're being taken out. Who's next? But this one didn't work. Now, that's the other thing is I don't watch the next week. I don't even know if they have it on there. I never watch the previews for the next week. I don't know if they do Um, either. I I feel like they do a little something, but I feel like the way it's spliced together, in some ways it's things we've already seen just kind of spliced together in a weird way with some new stuff but it's it's not it it doesn't always it doesn't really ever seem to be enough to get any type of insight into what's going to happen next that makes me think of the best ever mad men when they matthew wiener they're like you have to do them and he was like okay and then it would be like don saying like hi (laughs) and then peggy would be like i need a coffee and it would be like totally like non sequiturs for like a minute Better Call Saul, I think, did some of that stuff, yeah. too, where it was a half a second preview and you had no yeah. idea what it was. It was just nothing because they had to do it. Marketing needed it. But um, who knows what happened to Sean, right? Like when Darby wakes up suspiciously, it seems to be in Lee and Zoomer's room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, And when she finally, who does she, I don't remember who she talks to. Is it Lee when they say? Yeah, it was Lee, right? Lee Lee first and then Zoomer at the end. But then she says, oh, Sean's fine. She's recovering. And how did they get the helmet off? (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to see that. Like I was trying, I was thinking like it was, and they they did kind of go out of their way to show the way the top of the neck and the bottom of the helmet like merged together. Did you see that Mm -hmm. when they're putting it on? But um that was very suspicious. Very okay. Suspicious. You know what? I just had a thought uh, as to how Sean would be, how Sean maybe could have decided to bring her back, even if she was still in on it. I mean, when you see, there's a couple shots where you see like the interior of what, kind of like an Iron Man shot with Tony Stark, where you see that what's on the screen. You could see that from the inside of Sean's helmet a couple times. Her looking out, where you see this display and stuff. Is the AI tied into the helmets? Was Sean in communication mm-hmm. with Ray? We didn't hear Ray at all in this episode. No, we didn't, did we? Nope. Nope. We is didn't. Ray somehow tied? I I could see Ray having, I don't think Ray is doing, I don't think it's AI gone wrong, but I would not surprise me if AI is being used as a tool to help Andy or whoever's behind all of this. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Um, let's see. Uh, Grandpa James had some other. Oh, he had a funny one. Did Bill get his Viagra at the hotel with Darby? Because <laughs> remember, Lee was like he couldn't get it up. Um, yeah, he talked about the wrong helmet. Oh, and then he also said, "How did he go from having not having enough money for a, a motel to hobnobbing with hobnobbing with billionaires and stuff?" And that is a question that. You know, I and I think you answered, Gina. You said it's like a Banksy type thing, right? Where he just goes from mm-hmm. the street to like, you know, super like international superstardom. But now that we've talked about the Zoomer, Bill Lee, we 
like all that weirdness it does and then bill just showing up at lee's door right like he sat him front on my front porch for three days it does seem awfully coincident like oh, oh, what's going on here is that did bill get his start is did he hate the billionaire class and 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 skewer it in his uh art because that's actually who started him out like that andy mm. was his kind of uh sponsor right yeah in all of this that's very that's an interesting idea I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else we got? What else we got, guys? We didn't talk much about the flashback. Anyone have anything to say about the flashback? Sorry, I had to, I had to mute for a second there. I had a oh. uh, child screaming in the background. That's okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so sorry That's okay. Yeah, if, there, if there's dead air, go ahead and start talking. Um, yeah, we didn't Sorry, talk Gina, about- were you going to say something? <laughs> I... I you know I do feel like this episode like we didn't really make we made progress and we didn't make much progress like it it it, it took a big episode to make not much progress <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> uh, yeah and I, I mean the things the key things we learned freshly that made. are obvious were freshly related made. to Zoom Bruce, Bruce sleeping with someone and only once and only having good. one kid and then the Achu syndrome uh, clue. And I just, you know, I don't, there are things to me that don't jive with how Bill treated Darby in this flashback and how he kind of supposedly treated Lee when they hooked up. Like, Bill's super respectful. Like he is a gent, especially for, I, I think this is, you know, I don't know how many years before this is, but it's like, he's like a self-aware dude and he doesn't want to hurt women and he's a sober guy. And so just the way he kind of approached things with Darby and, and rejected her at first to me, that behavior does not jive with Lee's story of, oh, we got really drunk and he couldn't keep it up. And, you know, it was just like we laughed and said we could be friends. Like, I can't even see him getting drunk because he, he criticized Darby's drinking in the hotel. Ah, interesting and point. Yep. So I think if anything, that supports your theory, Ando, that maybe Zoomer is Darby's kid. Well, <laughs> because, and the, yeah. the whole thing about... If if Bill is the one that has to give up the kid, that could turn Amanda drinking and addiction pretty easy. Mm, well, he's changed. Mm. That's enough. That's that is a thing yeah. to see. I mean, I think this flashback to me was. I I loved seeing Bill and Darby together. I think this show has really created a kind of unique love story, and I thought it was really sweet. I thought the kind of innocence and playfulness and the way he, you know, pushed her away. It's, oh, I have to get to bed. And then the way he explained it after that, it just felt weird that, and I mean, I could just see what he's saying. It just felt weird for them to kind of have this moment while they are investigating women who have been 
murdered and raped and like it's just it's it just felt weird to him right it mm-hmm. was too close like he felt that close to the investigation and what they were trying to do and i thought you saw that too with the woman that they meet at the coroner and they and they you know make this uh this big discovery and she's like hugging bill and 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 you know and she's like you were the best and then she says then Darby says, why don't we crash out at her place? And he says, no, her family gets upset that she stays up late at night doing this. Anyway, they don't want a couple of freaks on their couch or whatever. And that was, kind of, I don't know, the, you're, the way, it, it is a little bit too good to be true too, right, Gina? Like, he is kind of like a perfect dude. He's just dangerous enough to get you into the hotel but he's not going to take advantage of you once you're in the room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he'll steal the hotel room, but he won't steal your heart. You know, I don't know. Maybe he will steal your heart. <laughs> uh, it's it's a little. It is kind of through, maybe a bit through rose-colored glasses. Um, but that's oh, what I was going to say. If this is through her memory, it, yeah. she could be remembering it in a in a way that's much it's na- nicer than it actually yeah. was. Yeah, and and I guess we're to believe that she kind of has this flashback while she's knocked out or whatever. Right? We still don't know what's going on while she's knocked out. Gina yeah. brought up the fact, and we talked about it since the first episode that she she passes out on the plane. And Mm -hmm. right. And then has that weird thing where the guy's jerking around or right. Like what was going. Yep. So I don't know. It just that, but I do have to say overall as a television show, I find their romance to be ultimately compelling and, and pretty beautiful. I I mean, yeah, I think they they have good. I like their chemistry. It's it's interesting. I, 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 I'm in, even though there's a lot of weird inconsistencies, I, I like the two of them together. I like them together. Yeah. It's like love in the time of terrible haircuts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) bad bangs and mullets, man. They are really like, they're pushing it. And the bad tattoos too. It's like you walked into like some Brooklyn fucking and butchery or something you know it like seems that. like there know. was way more close-ups of those tattoos this yeah. week too I, I was like what wow, do we need to see extreme close-ups of all these tats maybe there's some meaning there i started to think that though i you know maybe you I'm, know i i thought about that for about 10 seconds and i'm like you know what I, i've dove deep enough into this i don't need to try and decipher the tattoos too yeah. it's too much but it is interesting and we do have to remember that darby was at this point very young she was like 18 years old right Mm-hmm. It was like six years ago. She's 24. So. Well, you know, there's even a little bit of, there's even a little bit of discrepancy in that because I feel like when um, she mentions being 16 at one point in this, when she's first talking to Bill online. So I'm not, I, I'm not even totally convinced. Like she says the last time she saw him was six years ago. There is, there's even some weird discrepancy with the ages mm. that she is. I, I'd agree um, with that. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. We may dot if we, if we delved further into it, it may, it may make sense, but the way they presented it is kind of hazy. And I feel as though that's purposeful. Um, yeah. It's all. And, and I think that that, 
is, I mean, we have to bring up the idea classically of the unreliable narrator. And if we are to believe that all of these flashbacks are strictly through Darby's vision or mind or memory, then it may not be perfect what we're seeing, right? It's her recollection. And there could be a whole nother story that's happening concurrently with this that we're, we don't become aware of until later in the show, which is a technique yeah, no. that many of these shows have used. Um, so I think that's an interesting idea too, but still I do love the love story. Am I the only one that's taken yeah. by this love story? Oh, it's, no, I, they're it's so sweet. And yeah. there's something about him bad haircut aside <laughs> that there's uh, uh, Jeremy Renner has this quality too. They're not the prettiest boys on the block. They're yeah. like no Brad Pitt, but they are very kind of like, this is someone you could have grown up to next door mm -hmm. and grown up with. And it, it, there's just something very comforting and comfortable about both of those guys. And particularly this guy, Bill, he's yeah. just like, seems so sweet in the weirdest way to me. He does. And he, and, and he has, I actually really like this actor. He has a, yeah. he has a bit of an Adam driver quality to me where he has a certain masculinity as well that he brings to this role or maybe to every, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. I think we talked about this, Andy. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I'd seen him. In, uh, he had a big the part Kingsman of the triangle sadness. Oh yes. That's right. We talked about this. Where, I saw he, where he has a very different, I mean, I hated him in that show. He just was played a male, male model who was just full of himself. So, but yeah. I'm, I'm, more impressed every episode with this because it's so different than that. He's a good actor. He was a model. He started as a model. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. He's not got a good jaw. Um, all right. Another thing I wanted to bring up, and it it had come uh, before when I was talking about Darby and um, maybe she's not so reliable, but also some of the ideas that she has where she just like this pacemaker that Rohan was killed by somebody hacking his pacemaker and then they and then they and then um uh joan chen says heart front right yeah. they make pacemakers and then we go down this whole thing that there was a you know they could hack an update and this is that and she sees the body and she's like that's what how the fuck does she know that's what happened like i don't you know what i mean that that was a that was a dramatic leap for me as i was watching the show where i'm like Okay, that sounds like it could have happened, but that's just one plausible. Like I might think Andy is a suspect that, I, but I'm not immediately. That's it. Like it just seemed like that was a, somewhere that Darby went that immediately, and then Sean started kind of agreeing with it, right? That, and you know, that's something I was going to ask you guys too. Oh, finish your thought, Axel. Sorry. No, that's it. That's all. Oh, I, have I was going to say there, Sean doing that, and then. Um, uh, what's the filmmakers Martin, right? Or Mitchell. What's his name? The Martin. filmmaker Martin. Martin Mitchell is his name. Yeah. Okay. And he turns to her and, and he's like, I want to hear what Darby has to say to all of a sudden. These two are both completely for Darby and someone who's a trained astronaut is ready to allow a, 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 a internet sleuth to give an autopsy to a body. Even though it she's was weird. I, yeah. <laughs> weird. I mean, yes, she, yes, she tagged along with her dad who was the medical examiner. True. But that's is true. that good point, Andy. I forgot. You're right. That's a good, that, that but she still, does know do, about that. That's true. You she immediately did. let uh, an untrained person, I mean, 
tagging along and actually being medically trained are very different things. So that's, I don't know. It's something about that whole thing is that all of a sudden they are completely with Darby and not that long ago. And everybody was like, you're just a dumb kid. I mean, even in this episode that was said by a couple other characters. So I don't, it's something there just seems strange. Mm, interesting. I don't really have any conclusions to draw. I just thought it was interesting to keep in mind. Maybe. Yeah. I just thought that it was a great leap. And now that you remind me too, you're right. She actually did have, she was pretty good at that. Right. Um, and yeah. autopsy stuff. So I would take her word on that, but it, it, it seemed like they weren't doing like a full autopsy or whatever. Right. It was just a theory she had. And what yeah. was the second part of it that they had, they had received a call from them too who brought that up or am i imagining that yeah no that was yeah last week's episode i think i i I think we talked about it just briefly it was right when um when they were getting ready to kick darby out and they heard the scream and the marius comes in and he's like where's where's rohan we just got a call from Hartfront. we need to talk to him yeah and then that then then somebody brought it up again today uh they didn't darby ask him it's like did you hear from Hartfront?" he asks marius and Mm. marius kind of shrugs his shoulders and walks away Interesting. Interesting. And and, hey, we have to return to the idea, too, that it's quite possible that Bill did overdose. This guy had a heart attack or there was a malfunction. Right. Rohan. Mm -hmm. And that there was just a problem with the helmet. I mean, we, you know, sometimes you go off on the crazy ones. You do have to take it back and just say, what if they are? What if we do play it straight? And that's why I bring up the Andy being at the head of it too, because they are kind of focusing, especially when you end with the sneezing fit, that this is obviously very important, that Zoomer is Bill's kid. And that would mean that the main suspect would have to be either Andy or Lee, right? Because the kid mm-hmm. is like what they're, they're trying. That's, he's the point of the heist. They want to keep the kid. Um, but Hey, we're going to have to keep on watching to find out, uh, what else we got? Anybody got anything else? Look hmm. through the notes. Let me, let me take a we talk look about at everything. Personal notes oh, to see if there's anything. I've diving into the it. personal notes. Well, I was going to share these, but they're not like totally complete. Cause I didn't really take too many notes on episode four. Um, I think yeah, there wasn't ta- as much stuff to take know. notes in this episode, I don't think. Sorry, go ahead. I, oh, I, 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 oh, I think we've talked about how we think this is, uh, you, you know, there's kind of a nod to Agatha Christie's and then there were none hope of thing. And honestly, I I feel like if this ends up being a cheap imitation of that, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was just one mm. thing I was thinking. Oh, this is always, also just a thought. Thought not necessarily about the uh, episode, but the actress that plays Darby. I think she could totally be a ringer to play. Spoiler alert: um, Nicole in the Testaments as a teenager. Oh. Like she can still get away with. It. She looks like Baby June. Are you kidding me? Look at that. She's like. Wow, I had never thought of that, but you're right. <laughs> she she and Elizabeth Moss could be related. They look so much alike. She the was a um, yeah. young princess die in, yeah. in the crown. That's I know. Interesting. 
But with the brown like hair, she looks like Baby June. <laughs> Have they started casting that yet? I don't. I don't think so. Um, Maybe she's. she's yeah, I haven't heard anything about up. it since. I haven't heard anything about it for a while here. The yeah, spinoff. She's definitely an it girl. Um, I do have something, which is we mentioned the Zodiac at the end of the rope, right? <laughs> With a, and I guess, what was the name of the boat? The end of the line or something? What was it called? Uh, Last, Chance. Last Chance. Last Chance. And then Sean, again, it's like in these mystery shows, it's like someone just says something and that's like, okay, that's what happened. You have to like investigate it. She yep. theorizes that someone's traveling back and forth from the coast to a ship out at sea, that this is being used. And that's who, because we never, we didn't figure out they went on this long journey to trace Rohan's steps and who he was signaling. And what they found at the end was this Zodiac. And she says, oh, they're traveling back and forth. Why are they traveling back and forth? Why was Rohan signaling to them? So we still don't know anything about it, but I yeah. thought it was kind of weird because that boat looked like it had not been used. It didn't look like, right? Like it looked like yeah. someone had put it there to use it, but didn't get the chance to. Yep. Yep. Or it was an emergency getaway or yeah. something like that that hadn't yes. been used. So Since I, you brought up, oh yeah, go ahead, continue. No, Sorry. I was just going to just finally say that the idea that someone's traveling back and forth, it didn't seem back and forth. It seemed like maybe Rohan had that to make his getaway mm-hmm. and he didn't get the chance. It That's definitely all. seems like it's, I mean, those, not that I've used a lot of Zodiacs, but I've used other inflatable things. And usually once you inflate them, it's a lot harder to get them back in that yeah. same exact, it looked Thank like it hadn't you, been Andy. used. Okay, yes. good. See, real life detective work done right <laughs> there. I do. Since you brought the Zodiac up, I do have to put this on, out there too. I watched um, our good friend, one Mike, also does a uh, uh, video about the Avery episode. Link in the show. And he notes. was talking, and he was talking about the Zodiac, and he's like, and he said, he basically, he obviously is still not watching Lost because he said, I have no idea what a Zodiac is. It's the first time I've ever heard of it referred to as that. So, Mike, uh, if you are listening to this, watch Lost. Nope. Okay, that's all I had to say about that. And then we'll tell you, we'll tell you who was in the Zodiac. Yeah, it was a it was a big thing in Lost for a little while. Well, yeah. all the people podcasting about it made it a big thing. Yeah, the oh, Zodiac. What, what did you say, Gina? Did you not? I said Mike Lacombe still hasn't watched Lost. Oh, oh that... I don't think so. If he he would if he had he would have known what Zodiac was. I thought he watched Lost. I thought he just didn't like the end. Oh, maybe he did. Man, he must have forgotten about right. the Zodiac then. On the we'll boat. talk we'll about We'll have to ask him if he comes on. We're, yeah, yeah. he's going to come on. We're going to have, I think over the next couple of weeks, we're getting to the end here. So we got to get, um, this is episode four. There's only seven episodes, folks. I know. There's so, only three left. There's only three episodes left. So I want to get Mike and Bubba to come on the next couple episodes. Um, so I'm going to reach out to them and see which you know, when they want to come on, but they both said that they would like to come on. And uh, I think I put a link at in the show notes to both Bubba and Mike's work that you can follow. Um, they're both great. Both, both good listeners. Yeah. I did not get and a chance. Not, I was so sick. I didn't get a chance. I like totally forgot. And then you reminded me 
And then I had to get ready for the kid coming home. So I like. Well, yeah, Bubba gave us a shout out like within the first oh, two minutes of the episode. So thank he, you, Bubba. He's the best. I'm going to listen to that and watch Mike's video. Yeah, they're both good. And they're both actually quite different than what we talk about. So they're they're nice companion pieces to what we talk yeah, about. Yeah, I, I love Bubba's podcast. Um, it's They're just like fast and funny. Yep. And mm-hmm. he said something kind of adorable and one that was like, I don't know if I'm old or what, but Darby's running around. And if I was her father, adorable. That's, you know what? I have to say, that's why I brought up like, she's just in high school when she like, she's communicating with Bill. It's like, she's, you know, this is like powerful yeah. forces working on these. <laughs> I think it's just purposeful the way they're dressed, the way they look, the bad tattoos, the broken down cars, the sneaking in hotels to a to a, a hotel at the end of the world that Andrea reminds us looks like a spaceship and there's actually an astronaut there. So take off and fly them to the moon. I mean, Let's do it. <laughs> something's going on. I really feel like this show is going to go in a crazy direction and I'm all for it. I did really enjoy the episode. I don't, this show is great because I really don't know what's coming next until the kid sneezed. That's the first time in the whole <laughs> four episodes that I knew exactly what was going to happen when she yeah, opened up those curtains. Yep. Um, <laughs> Me but, too. You have to do it, you know, and the look on her face too. She was like, oh, so there's something th- that's interesting too. that recognition. What is that going to lead to? Right. Um, I find that to be interesting. And then will her memories come back as Andy pointed out and the, uh, the kill bill factor will play. I love Andy. Damn. You, you blew my yeah. mind with that one. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. I wasn't sure if I was onto something or on something when I came up with that. So probably a little bit of both. Probably hitting that Tahoe vodka again, aren't you? You're probably right. No, I leave that to solo. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, All right. Anything? Do you have anything else, Gina or Andy? Um, The only thing else I was going to say is because this is only seven episodes and this was like the fourth, which you kind of expect like something major to happen that fuels the rest of the episodes, unless it was the reveal that Bill is Zoomer's dad. I'm kind of like, I'm a little nervous for how this is going to wrap up. Like, are we going to get like a a slew of amazing stuff the last three episodes? Because I feel like this episode was so slow. I'm like, ah, where's this going? It better like get itself in gear. That was my only other thought. I, you know, part of, I have, I have some of those similar thoughts. If, if everything is paced the way it has been paced, but it is still, th- when I think of it that way, and then I think it is still three hours worth of content. So I don't yeah. know. It's but part of me, you know, it's so slowly paced. I, I, I'm hoping, I'm still hoping for the best. And I think they're going to pull it off, but I can definitely understand what you're saying, Gina. <laughs> Yeah. I have a little bit of that tingle. Well, there is a superstorm that already hit Reykjavik, so it's on its way. Uh, we'll, we're going to see what happens. They're stuck in the magical VR spaceship, robot built. The VR Wonka spaceship. Wonka, <laughs> wherever the fuck they are. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. If so. 
I'm just going to say running time has 56 to 71 minutes. So maybe the last episode is going to be Ooh. like a big, long oh, 71, 71. I could see that. And I will yeah. say, judging from their work together, which I've seen the two movies and the OA, um, they do have a tendency to do the like the successive big reveals. So there is a pattern there in previous productions that of leading towards what you're saying, Gina, like a lull followed by like, boom, boom, boom. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Bunch of, so, they, st- they stack up a bunch yeah. of big twists all at once. Yep. And then you, okay. they kind of hit you and it can get weird. So, and I'm, I'm down for it. I really yeah, bring the weirdness. I, 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 I want do. the weirdness here. I really I know. do. I mean, this is from people that did a TV show about a series of strange dance moves that transported a group of people out of a out of being a, a prison case. <laughs> yes, into other dimensions. Yes. Yes. Okay, it's, I'm going to have to watch the OA. Oh, oh God! Dude, you got to watch the the OA is great. And please watch the East. Watch the sound of my voice, and go back and watch the original Another Earth. The first thing that Brit Marling, her first big movie. Yep, that, that, I, I remember Another Earth. That was great. Yeah. But they did The East and The Sound of My Voice together. And particularly, I really like The Sound of My Voice. It's super weird, culty stuff. The East is culty, too. Uh, but hmm. both great. great. As, as is the OA, as is this show. I guess, mm-hmm. well, everything in America is a cult now. Um, you can join like our podcast and, cult. That's what I was going to say. Join our cult. <laughs> Go over to dvrpodcast.com, join the Facebook group, become a patron, patreon.com slash DVR. Um, thank you very much to Nikki, Andrea, Grandpa James. Thanks for reaching out. We actually got a review, uh, which I'll clumsily bring up while while we're while i'm talking you yes nice. <laughs> thanks andy well maybe thanks. maybe nice maybe nice is it a good or yes it's Ew. i'm gonna read it actually a murder at the end of the i'm going online to find on my phone gosh this is taking why does it always take a long time when i'm on a podcast anyway <laughs> benny says keep up the great job i enjoy your insights and light-hearted banter Oh, oh, mm-hmm. I enjoy lighthearted banter too. So, so, Benny, thank you very. Yo, we got four ratings since I last looked. Someone else gave. We got five star reviews on uh, on iTunes podcasts or whatever the hell it's called now. iPod music thing. Um, awesome. Yes, and thank you, Gina, for coming on. We appreciate yeah, that. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yes, I'm glad to like fuel the theory. <laughs> Oh, you always a pleasure, Gina. Gina brought it, and thank you, Andy, as well. You brought it as well, my friend, and thank you all for downloading and listening. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. If you do celebrate that, we're going to be back next week with either Mike or Bubba. One of them will be with us. Until then, thanks again. Peace out.